Dear listeners, the following recordings were written and produced with you in mind. These episodes will add joy to your life, fill you with inquisitive thoughts, and leave you thinking to yourself, Hey Rob. Hey Kaj. Can Can you you say say that that again? again? Welcome to the Say That Again podcast. How many times do I have to hear you record this? Welcome back, Podrishioners, to another episode of the STA podcast. We can't let that slide. What does Podrishioners mean? People who listen to a podcast. I've never heard that. Please, please. <laughs> All fair. Look that up in a dictionary. Welcome back, listeners, okay. to another episode <laughs> of the Say That Again Couldn't podcast. Couldn't let it slide. Podrishioners. I kind of like it now that you say it. Let's start with that now. <laughs> Welcome back, Podrishioners. I think we're going to Google this right now. I think, I forget who I heard, who who did I hear say that? I don't even know if it is a word. Maybe the person made it up. I don't think that word exists. Okay. I don't know, but I kind of like it now. Now that I've made fun of it, I kind of like it. Welcome back, Pod listeners, okay, to another episode of the Say That Again podcast or the STA podcast or the Sta Pod, not the Sta Pod. Well, we'll see. We'll see what sticks. Uh, can we ask our live audience what they prefer between STA Pod and Sta Pod? Can you say it a little louder? S-T-A. We have one vote for STA Pod. All right. Well, we'll, we'll put see. out an Instagram poll when this episode drops. <laughs> <laughs> Which pronunciation you like better? And we will see who prevails. All we'll right. See, we'll see who prevails. So, without further ado, I say we get into it. I'm your uh, I'm your host Rob, joined with my doesn't like to be called lovely co-host Kaj. As you can tell, we are recording this right after the trailer. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> The jokes are bleeding in. Yeah, the jokes are, uh, they're a little more inside than normal. But don't worry, we'll bring you guys inside some jokes too. So we are continuing in season one, in the beginnings, and we're going to talk a little bit about origin apologetics, because that is as in the beginning as it gets. So Mr. Troop, what are origin apologetics? Yeah, so basically origin apologetics fall under the category of apologetics, which is defined as the defending of your faith in reference to uh, biblical accounts and in reference to just truly understanding how science and scripture meet and just being able to back up your reasonings for what you believe, what you believe. So why you believe what you believe. So origin apologetics, very simply put, is the defense of your faith in reference to Genesis and the accounts written in the book of Genesis which means it is the defense mainly against evolution and the Big Bang Theory. But it is the defense against a lot of other topics. But that's what mainly origin apologetics is utilized for. So I have a question for you. Yeah. How did you get into apologetics? Because I know you're, you're pretty passionate about it. And you actually just gave a talk at church to the youth about it as well. So it's obviously something you're passionate about, but how did you get into apologetics? Because that's something I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I fell in love with apologetics because I love talking, but I realized that I was especially, okay, I'll back up a little bit. I love talking about my faith, 
I talked about my faith a lot in college. Now, what I was running into was the issue of people rebutting me. Rebutting? Is that the word I can use? I think use? that's a word. You're allowed to use that. I can use that? Yeah. Rebutting me with, with hard questions okay. about deep, serious topics. Gotcha. Surrounding apologetics in reference to evolution, you know, Jesus as God, and, and, and so many other topics. I decided to deep dive. I fell in love with guys like you know, Ravi Zacharias and, and, you know, the likes, but ultimately God really placed it on my heart because I, I was able to have great conversations with people. And, and, and now it's been a really deep part of my life. I am kind of known as an apologetics guy, which I kind of like, but don't like because I still don't have all the answers, <laughs> but yeah, God, God clearly placed it on my heart for a reason. So I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to continue down this journey. All right, Mr. Apologetics guy. So that's kind of your story and how apologetics became important to you. Why do you think it's important for like the general Christian? Yeah. So and and for the non-Christian, the person who isn't a person of faith. Well, I'll answer it for the for the latter and then the former. So for the individual who's not a Christian, this is an important topic because oftentimes when we are sitting in a science classroom, having a conversation casually with coworkers, you know, friends, anyone, we are so, I guess, numb to the different evolutionary ideas and, and different ideas that go against scripture, right? And that's fine. You're allowed to have different ideas. But oftentimes what we run into is the issue of we've grown so numb that we feel like our thoughts are right. And that we feel like we can't be wrong in any way, shape, or form. So any argument brought against us is wrong. When you say numb, what do you mean? By numb, I mean we've heard it so many times. Like, for example. Heard what so many times? Like, I'll give an example. So, like, Big Bang Theory, for example. The culture has gone numb to the idea that anything that goes against the Big Bang Theory, it's wrong, right? Like, if you bring up. So you're saying that those ideas have become cultural norms to the yeah, point where yeah, yeah. they're just like, whether it's someone who's in academia or someone who's a laid person, it's just kind of accepted as truth. If you bring up creation in a college physics class like I have, you you get laughed at. You get hard questions. They bring some deep topics into it, but they've never questioned their own topics right? They've never questioned their own thoughts. They've never questioned their own research. They've never done unbiased research, right? And that's why it's important for people who aren't Christians to pay attention to apologetics topics like this, because it's going to open up your perspective to do unbiased research. And it's going to break you out of the numbing cultural norms that you grew up with in your science class. Now, it's important for the believer, the Christian, because we're called out of First Peter to have an answer for our faith, right? So what that means is obviously it's in reference to the idea that we're called to give an account for our salvation through Christ Jesus. But you can dive a little deeper into that and say that we need to also be able to defend our faith in reference to the entirety of scripture, right? 
from Genesis to Revelation, we need to be able to back that up. And not everybody is going to have all of the answers. I certainly don't. But the pursuit of those answers is helpful in reference to not only gr- growing in your knowledge of Scripture and, and growing in your knowledge, you know, of of things in general, but it, it grows you closer to God, right? Like you learn more about how crazy cool God is through all these different topics. It's awesome. For sure. For sure. Oh, did you have that scripted? That was great. Thank you. No, I, I did not. That was uh, off the fly. Oh, wow. You should start a podcast. You I will. I know. I have been thinking about it, honestly. I might go solo. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I uh, I tend to agree with you there. So my my experience, what, what school did you go to growing up? So I think we both had a similar experience in, in private Christian schooling. Did you go to a Christian school? I did. So I went to a school called Calvary Christian oh, Academy. Right. Church had a school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we played you guys in sports, though. We played TCA. I only played sports for TCA in middle school. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you were homeschooled. I mm-hmm. always forget that. But Everyone you played does, sports yeah. for TCA for like a random period of time. So I, in o- middle school. I always associate you I, with TCA. In high school, I played for Pencrest. Right. I only was at TCA for like a year. Gotcha. My Both of my brothers actually were enrolled at TCA though. Right. Okay. Maybe that's why I completely associate you with yeah, the school yeah. then. It makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I went to a private Christian school up in Northeast Philadelphia called Calvary Christian Academy. And honestly, I was a major major um how do i put this um, <laughs> catalyst is a major major catalyst in, in, in i thought you were gonna say something else yeah <laughs> in my in my faith growth and and it did turn me on to a lot of these topics right like especially through like the answers in genesis organization mm-hmm. right and so i got to listen to dr jason lyles from the biblical science institute speak dr ken ham um from the Creation Museum slash Ark Encounter, um, who also is the founder of Answers in Genesis Speak. You know, so I've got to I've got to listen to a lot of great people speak through, you know, my schooling education, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was an awesome catalyst for that as well. So awesome. Yeah, so I, I for sure agree with with what you're saying. I think for me in in my perspective on what I've kind of seen happen it's just you have a lot of people who have grown up with a worldview that either presents one option or the other without really engaging in a deep way with the opposing viewpoint well yeah it's your parents belief pretty much yeah so like for example you have people who grew up in like a christian environment who have only heard of like the six-day creation story and the science around that and then vice versa you have people who have grown up in in the public school system and have gone to you know secular universities and they've only heard evolution and the science behind that so it's like people don't have the how do i say it the training or the the tool belt to engage in helpful conversations with people from the opposing viewpoint and it often ends up being like you at least in, in my experience it's the conversation ends up being okay who can argue better to defend their viewpoint and shoot down the evidence or the arguments of the opposing person's viewpoint whereas 
like at least for me because i'm not a scientist i'm oh you're not i'm not a scientist oh, okay i'm a. this whole time i was thinking <laughs> i'm a i'm a people person okay so i love communicating and i love being able to communicate well and communicate well with people who might have differing beliefs than me but being able to enter those conversations in a way that still shows them that my god is is big enough to handle all of their questions so like I don't know I, that that's what I'm passionate about in this topic is being able to converse with people and help Christians be able to converse with people who believe something different than them and not just have to think that oh I need to have the answers to be able to combat what people are going to say about my faith or about my beliefs which is good and necessary and there there's obviously context where that is needed but I think people just need to be able to have conversations where even if you don't necessarily come away with, oh, this person won the debate or that person won the debate, like both people leave edified and with fresh perspective. Yeah. Being like, wow, that was a really good conversation. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that caught me off guard. I know it did. Oh, man. <laughs> but you know what? You know what's really <laughs> still caught me off guard? <laughs> You know it's you know it's funny when you're having these conversations like you said right like the issue is people come from a one track mind so basically what we're running into is the issue of having to deal with the how do I say this the bullheadedness of two separate sides yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. So, but the, the funny part is when you're talking as a believer or a Christian to a non-believer of any kind, what the non-believer is trying to do is to try and persuade you in, in any direction away from God, right? But, or but, in this particular conversation, just evolution versus right six-day creation, which is like the starting point of origin apologetics it's normally those right. two things against each other and what's funny yeah. is a lot of those conversations are working because christians don't have the base or the background to combat those conversations right and that's that's a major issue i wouldn't say necessarily within the church but it's it's a major issue within christian culture for sure is is we're being beat out right mm. we don't know our stuff when we're mm. talking about these major topics about space, the earth and, and everything, you know, on the earth and, and yeah. how things work. Yeah. Right. Like there are major topics like time dilation, like fossilization and, and radiometric dating and, and black holes and like these major scientific topics that Christians are, are you a scientist? Don't know. I <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Well, I'm just, you tech, you're an engineer. I I do have an engineering degree, but That's I like, will never use that in a conversation. <laughs> I I am just a I'm an avid reader of these topics, okay. and that's that's my only claim to the the game here. That's all I'll say. Gotcha. I'll never use my engineering degree as, as a means to be better than someone in an argument. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so ultimately, I, I just get frustrated because, yeah, we're not supposed to have all the answers, right? And I think something very noble 
of an individual is to make sure that when they are in a conversation in which they don't know all the answers, I'm specifically speaking to believers, because I, I myself have done this, when you're in a conversation where you do not know the answers, you have to create a situation in which you have to humble yourself and say, I don't know that answer. Uh, you're right. I don't know how to answer that question. I will get back to you on that. And we can talk about this at another time. When you don't, when you don't sit in humility, you oftentimes start saying things that are untrue mm. of God, of the Bible, uh, or, or even in, in just scientific fact in general, because mm -hmm. you feel like you're backed into a wall and you want to sound smart. And I, Myself, have done that many a times, and so it's it's just very frustrating um, because when we don't have tools, we get stuck in awkward situations like that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, great thoughts, Mister Troop, and we will pause our conversation here. Come back. Yeah, this is next a week. what is this a two part next tomorrow? I don't. When is we the next podcast dropping? Gosh, next next week we'll say next week, and then hopefully people don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's later, <laughs> we can't just keep ending it like that. <laughs> Seriously, dude, we cannot end it like I that. I thought we wanted to. Did I mean, we talk about ending? Yeah, it we like did. That? I thought you said we wanted to end it with like random sounds. All right, no, all right, all right. It doesn't have right. to be. That just came to my head. No. I don't I like that sound. No, I, 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 I Honestly, like it. Honestly, I like yeah, that sound. Yeah, yeah. I don't all know right. if you All like right, all right. You convinced me. We'll do all it. I'm going to we'll do, do it again. It. That's the official end. <laughs> all right. <laughs>